This is Wildcat Country. It's only right. The ball's in his hands. A milestone victory for Arizona. Simon Says Championship. All the inside scoop on U of A athletics. Welcome to another edition of Wildcat Country, Eric Cohen and Shane Dale. And Shane, let me say this. This is one of those weeks where I'm like overly ecstatic about what we saw from softball. And at the same time, I'm kind of depressed with the basketball news that we got. So there's a lot to talk about. I mean, it's I know definitely the, bittersweet right now. Yeah, isn't it? like, yeah, the good definitely outweighs the bad as far as I'm concerned for this week. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm still kind of sad in a yeah. way. We'll get to that. But I do want to say this before we get going. We have a great guest uh, coming on this week's show. Ali Skaggs, who is tied for the Pac-12 lead in home runs, probably going to be the leader, assuming she hits one in Oklahoma City, going to join Shane and I to talk about the incredible run that the softball team, not the women's softball team, Shane, the <laughs> softball team has had. We had a chance to speak to Allie. Really looking forward to uh, you guys hearing that. And, and she was great uh, as, a, as a guest. So we had a chance to speak to her before uh, practice today. So uh, when we're recording, which is Tuesday, a lot, lot happened on this Tuesday. Believe this it or not, sometimes we record things out of order. I'm sorry if you feel betrayed. And this is one where we had to because, you know, they, they had things to do, you know, softball. Just this once. We don't ever yeah. we, we, we won't do it again. All right. But it's time, Shane. Uh, let's just get right into it. It is yep. buy or sell time uh, powered by our friends at Ice Shaker. Now, I'm bringing my different ice shaker in this week. Oh, mixing so it know, up a little. Yeah. Now, this is my on course golf water bottle. Mm-hmm. Ice shaker. This thing is amazing. You have the one that people can buy, I believe, online. Uh, go to iceshaker.com. You can search Wildcat Country. And if you really want to buy it, you can uh, get $5 off by using promo code Wildcat Country, capital W, capital C. If and by the way, by the way, Eric, they do the yeah. gradient correctly. I do like the gradient. Yes. Sorry. sorry. sorry go I, ahead. I, yes. Yes. I'd, I'd mean to interrupt looking, your spiel. No, I'm looking forward to those uh, basketball uniforms sans gradient, by the mm-hmm. way. That'll be, that'll be nice. Uh, but they do do the gradient uh, correctly. And uh, if you want to get one for a Father's Day gift, because these are pretty cool looking. Shane, hold that up one more time if you're looking at the video. Oh, you, 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 you just put me to work whenever, you know. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Gosh. I mean, get one of these. Uh, IceShaker.com. Really appreciate yeah. uh, them sponsoring Wildcat Country. All right, Shane. Uh, number one, we have good news to talk about this week. But I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Arizona softball's College World Series run this year is more improbable than last year's women's basketball run to the national championship game. Buy or sell? I, I will lean toward a sell, specifically because, like I mentioned last week, Eric, I think what we've learned during the postseason and, and this year's uh, softball postseason is the Pac-12 is head and shoulders above every other conference. And so you have to take that into consideration, plus the fact that Arizona was dealing, some, dealing with some injuries. They finally yeah. got right, and, and, and here they are. So uh, definitely impro- I didn't pick them to go this far. Now, once they got to the Super Regionals, one of us picked them to get to the College World Series, and one of us didn't. I'm going to tell yeah. Al. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw you under the bus when we talk to Ali. Um, but I, I will say this, I, because I think in the women, women's basketball specifically, uh, and I mentioned this before too, the upsets are just, they're fewer and further between, you know, for a three, even a three seed to get to the final four, much less the national championship game was highly unlikely, especially considering Arizona wasn't playing that well going into 
uh, the NCAA tournament. Um, right. Exactly. So, Great. Yep. yep. So now Great. I will, see, I'll, I'll, I'll put this caveat in there. If the softball team ends up winning the whole thing in Caitlin Lowe's first year after starting 0-8 in the Pac-12, getting run-rolled at home by ASU twice, which ASU, which, by the way, did not make the, uh, the college Such World a shame. Series. Such yeah. a shame. shame. Well, I, I'll say real quick, too, Jesse Harper's sister, McKenna, plays for, for ASU, so I'm sure that, that Jesse was a little upset about that, not going to be able to see her sister out there. The rest of, the, of Arizona, I'm sure, was, was ecstatic. But for now, I'm going to sell it. I think the women's basketball uh, march to, to the, the championship game and inches away from winning the whole thing was more improbable than the softball team's run. But if the softball team wins the whole thing, goes on and wins the whole thing, I'll put them just ahead of the women's basketball team. You know what? I, I, I hate to say this, Shane. You actually stole the point that I was going to make, which was just that. You have to sell this in that it is not more improbable than getting to the national championship game. But even if Arizona makes the national championship series against, let's say, Oklahoma, who mm-hmm. looks to be a powerhouse, yep. you would have to say it's arguably a more improbable run. As you said, they were 0-8 when Pac-12 play started. We didn't even talk about them on the show. We were like, yeah, like just not right you know not the year i didn't have any faith last weekend as you said you picked him i didn't i thought okay cool they won the missouri regional like that's great good for them didn't have any faith that's my fault i'll own that um yeah i mean as far as as far as it goes though they are uh i mean what they've done is unbelievable but they're not there yet watching area mcdonald have the ball with the last shot on the line for a national championship it's going to take a long time before anything can top that in arizona lore yeah, and against the Stanford team that, let's remember back, destroyed them twice. I mean, the, the second game was a little bit closer. But that really showed you just how far uh, the Wildcats came in, in terms of, of be, be, being a better team all the right. way around. And then beating yeah. UConn in the national semifinals. You, know, you, could, you could argue, and I'm not going to, but you could argue that the road to the Final Four was eased up a little bit because the top oh, seed in that, in that region sure. uh, suffered an uh, – when their top players suffered an injury and Texas A&M wasn't playing very well. So there's that. And they, and they, they had to rally to beat at 11 seed BYU team in the second round, but that's just the pitfalls of the NCAA tournament. So I, I think that was a bigger show stealer to this point, but if, if an unseeded Arizona team and three unseeded teams made the, the college world series, by the way, if they go on and win the whole thing after losing their first eight conference games, then I will be glad to put that accomplishment just a notch ahead of the women's hoops team. So right now, as far as just thinking about, you know, unheralded teams from in Arizona lore that have gone on to do something great, just off the top of my head, women's basketball team is going to be a clear number when they got to the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 07 national champion uh, softball team. Um, I'm not sure that anybody expected Taryn Moat to be winning ESPY awards. Uh, so that would be up there. Well, Caitlin Lowe mentioned that before the season we had yep. her on. Uh, is that yep. you know, the, everyone was expecting the Arizona to win it all when they had Alicia Hollowell, and then yep. when Tara Moa came in, it was it was all about uh, Tennessee's ace, uh, Monica, Monica Abbott. Abbott. Monica yep. Abbott, Monica Abbott. You you hear her about her nonstop, and all of a sudden yep. Arizona goes in and whoops them. So, uh, so that I, I agree that was up there. Continue with your list. I'm sorry. All right, my my other list. I mean, I think the the Derek Williams team going to the Elite Eight. Nobody had ex- any expectations that year. For Arizona, I thought that team beating mm-hmm. Duke was up there. Oh, I yeah. thought yeah. Uh, football in 2014 yeah. uh, going to uh, the Fiesta Bowl is up there. And I think baseball, I think it was 2012. Yeah. Um, the 2016 team was cool, made it to the championship game, uh, the championship series, and barely lost to Coastal Carolina. I think that 2012 team that just blew through the College World Series would be up there. 
I still think women's basketball is a touch above that just because it was so shocking. Did you mention the 97 men's basketball team? No, but I'm going, I'm going right. Okay. I mean, that's, okay. that's, that's number one. Of you have all to. time. Yeah. But I'm talking like in the last 20 years since you. Okay, were last 20. Okay, yeah. I'm not yeah, paying attention. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm no, here. I didn't. I didn't clarify. Okay. okay. Uh, number two in buy or sell. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens in Oklahoma City. Don't care if the Wildcats get swept in two games. It's safe to call Caitlin Lowe's first season a major success. Buy or sell. Buy. Buy because it, uh, the postseason is what people remember. You know, and, and yeah. that's unfortunate uh, in some circumstances. Like a, kind of the opposite with the men's basketball team. They had a. Tremendous regular season. They won the Pac-12 uh, tournament as well. They were Pac-12 regular season champions. But I think as of this moment, and partly because it's still fresh in our minds, as of this moment when people think, when Arizona Wildcat fans think about last season, they think of that, you know, the egg they laid against Houston in the Sweet 16. Right, yeah. So it, it's, you know, the, the the goals are win the whole thing, get to the final four, that's one and one A. And in baseball and softball, it's kind of similar. You get to the College World Series, you know, win the whole thing or get to the College World Series. So they got there. They overcame a lot of obstacles. I'm sure uh, emotional, mental, as much as anything. I can't imagine, you know, what it was like for Caitlin Lowe and and the teams, including Ali Skaggs, who's from Tucson, uh, to lose to a, get swept by ASU by a combined score of thirty of twenty eight to two at home, including two run ruled twice. That's like the lowest of the low. And two yeah. months later, they're in Oklahoma City. Uh, so yes, absolutely one hundred percent a success. But isn't it crazy that two weekends can make or break a season that we, we yeah. as fans in general, watch a whole season? And football's the the exception to this. But when it comes to basketball, men's and women's, softball, and then baseball, it's all about two weekends. If mm-hmm. you stink in the regular season, find a way to get in like Arizona did. I mean, they weren't good in the regular season. Got lukewarm at the end of the year. And they get in. And then they win. You know, they, they go, what, 4-0 or 5-0 and in two weekends. And now we're like, oh, my gosh, who cares what happened during the regular season? All right. So number three, Shane, along those same lines, you got to feel sorry for ASU, who was great in the regular season. And they won the Pac-12 regular season title. And then they blew a 5-0 lead in a, uh, you know, tie-breaking game three against Northwestern to not make the College World Series in Oklahoma City. You got to feel sorry for them by yourself. I feel like this question is you made more for you, Eric, because I think you you have some stuff you'd like to say. No, let, I don't have so any. I just let me just say, well, like I already mentioned, I'm sure Jesse Harper's a little bummed because her sister plays for ASU. And I even yeah. though I know they have that rivalry. I remember uh, a few years ago, we had Jesse on the show back in the, the old days of this show when Jeff Dean and yeah. I hosted it. And, um, and Jesse, uh, beat asu i think it was mckenna was was it in it wasn't even a well, we had her on too shane we had her well, no, wait, i'm well. talking about back then she told a story oh, about how yeah. after they beat asu she texted her sister and said hashtag forks down so there's oh. that rivalry but i also yeah. know that she obviously she loves her sister and, and i'm sure she would have loved to come to, to have, been, have competed uh against her in sure. um in yeah. Oklahoma City. And and look, ASU's fans were great too. I, I know I'm gonna get killed for saying that, but uh just watching the game on TV, uh they they were outstanding and and they never gave up on on, on the Sun Devils. With that said, I mean ASU nothing lead chain. Yeah, yeah. Well the market, well, in the regular season that all their work in the regular season was to host those games. And they did. And and they blew it. You know, they all they had to do was hold on to a five-nothing lead, but two out of three at home. And hold a five nothing lead in game three, and they couldn't do it. So, do I? I mean, I, I feel bad in that I, I don't 
just because they're ASU doesn't mean they, you know, they, they, they still have feelings and they're, and the family. Nah, and sure nah, they're, stop being they're so disappointed. Nice. No. The disappointment and all that. I don't wish them, you know, I don't. Oh, I do. Things. Sell, sell Shane. Come we on, sell Eric. We don't feel nice. sorry for it. No, we don't feel sorry. For you don't it. have to pile on. They gagged. They choked. That's what they did. See, they, listen, they, listen to you. Listen to you. Choked. I said, I said, I think this question is more for you. And you're like, it no, was. no, I don't have they anything choked. to say. And now you're going, go ahead. Yeah, go they ahead. Choked. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go mean, ahead and mute and you say what you want to say. No, I just, I mean, that's all I'm going to tell you is I thought this is a team. You win the Pac-12 regular season championship. And, and I mean, let's be honest. If we're going to talk about choking, I mean, the men's basketball team here at Arizona this year won the Pac-12 regular season title and choked we, in the second and, weekend and of the tournament. We could talk yeah. 2018 Territorial Cup. Uh, yeah, I, don't I, have to I, do that. I, yeah, I just a choke job's a choke job, right? Yep. But did you notice that the ASU fans on Twitter like became unhinged? After this loss, this softball, I don't know if you no. saw this. It was what happened. I, I don't want to name names of certain podcast hosts that like literally were posting things like I will kick your, you know, talking about physically hurting Arizona fans that were taunting him because he couldn't help himself. Mm. It was I, I saw some screenshots that have since been deleted. Like, okay. stay classy. It's just a game. You know what? They had a great season. In all seriousness, ASU's softball team had a great season. Washington, too. Asian Washington, two of the best teams in the country. Yeah. Neither of them are going to Oklahoma. Right. State. They choke. And guess what? Arizona's team uh, against Houston, that was, a, that was a gag performance. They didn't play well. They choked away at what was a great season. Okay. Just we're, we're telling it straight. You, you okay. enjoy that? Yeah, a little bit. Not going to okay. lie. Uh, number four, uh, Arizona baseball. So they're going to Coral Gables. My parents are Miami alums. This is a big, a big oh, yeah, family rivalry. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. This, yeah. this is interesting. So, um Wildcats going to Coral Gables in the Miami Regional, taking on Ole Miss Yeah, as a two-seed, Ole Miss a three-seed. Uh, Arizona beat them last year in Tucson. But the fact that Arizona got a two-seed in the NCAA tournament is a surprise in that you and I expected them to be more of a bubble team by yourself. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. I'll buy it. I thought they're probably going to be the, the three seed. It, just to be clear, there's the top 16 overall seeds, and then within each bracket, every team is seeded one, two, three, four. So yeah. it's a little confusing. Yeah. So in that, that bracket... Uh, they are the number two team and Miami's number one. Uh, so, yeah, I was a little surprised. Uh, I think it goes to show that RPI maybe doesn't matter that much because Arizona's RPI was like 39 going into the, the selection uh, selection Monday or yeah, selection Monday. So, sure. so I, I think that they were certainly got credit for beating a lot of good teams, uh, Oregon state twice. They beat, uh, I yeah. want to say Virginia tech earlier in the season, which is the top 10 RPI team. So they had some good wins in there. They had some bad losses, a little surprised. I don't know how much of a difference it makes. And I think both Arizona and Ole Miss were a bit of a surprise because Ole Miss was considered to be maybe on the outside of the bubble by most of the experts. And Arizona was probably considered to be uh, a third team out of four in whatever uh, region they were going to go to. So yeah, a little bit of a surprise, by the way, speaking of ASU, did you like the little needle that uh, Arizona's baseball uh, Twitter? Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, you talk about, and I think, I think there was an article on the athletic by Doug Haller. And it was like, why do all of ASU's athletic teams stink at the same time? Something like that. It was great. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to take a look at that, but um, yeah, that ASU baseball talking smack Arizona, you know, unfortunately loses to Stanford in game two of the yeah. Pac-12 tournament. They, they won a Oregon. couple games. Yeah. yeah, that was good. And then they, you beat ASU, you end their season. I mean, this is beautiful. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's what we want to see that that is good. Regardless, if they go this weekend, Shane, we'll make our picks in the last segment and they lose two games in, in Coral Gables and they're out at least they ended ASU season and got further. That's all we can say. And I think we're all thinking the same thing, right? 
Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll make some picks on uh, baseball and softball in the last in the last segment. But on to number five in buy or sell, um, Dale and Terry. Now we're going to get down to the news that maybe isn't as good. Dale and Terry mm. uh, just uh, declared that he is keeping his name in for the NBA draft, which means he probably will go in the late first round. Uh, buy or sell. This is a good decision for Dale and Terry's long term future. Let me back up real quick, Eric, because I want to say the last two weeks, the guests we had on were fantastic in terms of sort of foreshadowing yes. everything. Yeah. Uh, Travis Graff t- talked about uh, Dale and Terry's decision and whether it would be, and he thought that he should probably come back because he wasn't sure if he's a first round pick and that NIL could make a difference. And then we had uh, Raphael Warnock on last week, um, yeah. NBA, NBA draft uh, junkie and, and, and those everything about European recruiting. Highly recommend you go back and check both those out. I know it's yeah. a, sh- a shameless plug, but seriously, uh, we, we talked about how NIL money could keep Dale and Terry at Arizona, how, and Travis Graff mentioned that uh, he probably would have already declared, like declared, declared, had yeah. that not been an issue. So I'm sure he was really weighing the pros and cons. It was not an easy decision. Uh, I, I'll, it's tough because you know, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm trying to speak not as a fan who selfishly wanted Dale and Terry to come back, but as a guy who's, who look, tries to look at it objectively, admittedly tries yep. to see and really see, okay, what would be best for him. And I think long-term, and I think he would probably agree with us. If he came back, he'd probably be a lottery pick next year. Yeah, so, that's what I've been saying. Yeah. So I think that maybe that was the wiser decision with that said, I understand the, the fear about getting injured, suffer in a career injury and missing out on all that money. Uh, we've seen, you know, in, in football, especially uh, guys get hurt and, and, and their straw, their draft stock goes it plummets and that they're never the same guy. So I understand wanting to go now. I did a, a, a Twitter search before Dale and Terry made his decision. I just put Dale and Terry into Twitter just to see what people are saying. And scout after scout or expert after expert was projecting him as a late first round pick. Yeah. I think that was enough for him. I really, now that he's declared, I really, really hope he goes first round because I would feel bad for him right. if he didn't. Um, but uh, you know, I wish him the best. Wish he would have come back another season uh, selfishly. Uh, and unselfishly, I think it probably would have done him some good, but I certainly can't blame him for making the move. I'm going to sell it, Shane. I, I really think Dale and Terry would have benefited uh, financially by by staying in school one more year. Maybe bet on your bet on yourself. Take out an insurance policy for injury, so you can do that. Uh, and you know you're going to get paid, you know, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars in NIL money. Yeah. And and bet on yourself to become a better player, lead Arizona to another Sweet Sixteen or beyond, and uh, make more money as a lottery pick. So I'm going to sell it. Not saying I don't think Dale and Terry is going to be a good NBA player. I, I just, I'm not sure he's going to be a potential star. Like I think he could have been, I mean, look at, ben I agree Mather. with you. Came, I agree with you. Came back another year after last year, we probably could have gone on the first round last year. Yeah, yeah. And he, he stayed and he became a lottery pick and he'll probably go as high as number five and a Pac-12 player draft. of the year. Yeah. And all American and all, yeah. yeah. And, and I think, I think for Dale and Terry, that could have been his, his destiny. All right. Now the bonus question is uh, as of right now, Shane, looking at the roster construction that Arizona basketball has, it's safe to say that the ceiling for our expectations for Arizona men's basketball next year is the Sweet 16. Anything above that is seemingly at this point unrealistic. Uh, if they don't add another player is what you're saying. Yeah, well, like, I, As I it mean, stands gonna, right they're now. Gonna, they're going to get somebody. Now, Leonard yeah. Miller, who we had talked about, is going pro, which uh, and Travis Graff is, nailed that one too, by the way. Yep. And Raphael Warnock said not a good idea for him to go pro, Yeah, but he didn't listen. So that's a guy that's probably going in the second round and will probably end up playing overseas. Um, that would have been a good guy for Arizona. But right now, you know, you figure they'll add one or two more guys, but 
as it stands right now, I mean, it's probably an all foreign starting lineup for Arizona at this point um, of Kirk Kreese, Pella Larson, uh, Balo to Bellis, and then, you know, maybe Henry Vassars, you know, so, I mean, it's a good, it's a good team, but you can't think higher than the sweet 16 right now. Can you? No, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, well, the thing is, when it comes to the NCAA tournament, you just never know. I mean, you can go in as an eight or a nine seed and and get to the final four. So, but to your point, I think your point is like, is there ceiling like maybe, you know, borderline top 25, maybe third or fourth in the Pac-12? If you're talking more regular season, then yeah, I I, I would agree with you. Uh, I, I I think that now I'm going to make a, a semi-bold prediction. Okay. By next week's right. episode, Eric we're going to be feeling better about next season's team. Cause I think they're going to make at least one decent addition. Now there's no replacing Dale and Terry skill nope. set and there's no replacing Christian Coloco skill set. Those are two very unique guys yeah. and yeah. that's difficult. That's difficult to lose. Not, not just talented. They're very uniquely talented. Yeah. But I think that Arizona's roster is going to fill out pretty well. Uh, and it, okay. Go ahead. So there's, there's a guy, Courtney Ramey, who is a transfer from Texas who pulled, who withdrew from the NBA draft that Arizona is, in his final two or three. So that is a key target for Arizona right now. Um, good player, you know, maybe in the Dale and Terry type playmaker role in that regard, but I don't think you're going to, I mean, you can't replace your three top players though. I mean, no, much. no, no. Well, and, and to be you know, devil's advocate, you know, in, in, in the, you know, in, in a good way is, you know, we thought Arizona ceiling last year was sweet 16. And of course that's where they got, but uh, we didn't think they were going to be nearly as good. We never thought they'd no. be the number two ranked team in the country. And so you just never know. With that said, yeah, it, Tommy Lloyd can fill up his, his roster with the best transfers out there. And I don't think Arizona will be as good as they were last season. Unfortunately, that is the sad news that we have this week, but it's a really encouraging news. Baseball's got a, you know, starts the NCAA tournament and then obviously softball, the run that they've been on the last couple of weeks. Absolutely unbelievable. Let us talk to Allie Skaggs, who very nice, takes some time this week, busy week for her uh, game coming up here on Thursday, first game uh, in Oklahoma City. We're going to talk with her about just her expectations. And she's surprised to be where she is at this point, back in Oklahoma City as a sophomore where she was last year here on Wildcat Country. Scooby, we sent you an ice shaker. Um, they are a sponsor, uh, courtesy of our buddy Chris Gronkowski. Uh, you have it Bro, right there. I love my ice shaker. Fun fact: when I was I trained with Glenn Gronkowski, everybody when we were trained together, people thought I was I was the other Gronk brother. So it's kind of funny. But yes, I love my ice shaker. It is very good. I use it every day. I am a I am a veteran to the ice shaker game, by the way. What's up, Wildcat Country? Chris Gronkowski here. Use coupon code Wildcat Country at iShaker.com. Shane, as we know, the big story, I guess, for the whole athletic year is what the women's softball team has done uh, over the last Eric, few weeks. Eric, it's just the softball, softball team. We do that every you. single Every week. time. I just get used to it. Uh, <laughs> Shane, it's just been an incredible story. And now we are really pleased to be joined by the power hitter, who I believe with her 24 home runs is tied for the Pac-12 lead, Allie Skaggs. Allie, thank you so much for joining us. My first question is, how did this happen? I mean, you couldn't have expected to make this run, right? Honestly, no. Um, I think that's part of what got us here. Um, it's the fact that the team knew that, hey, we made postseason. Like, that was one of our goals. And um, we have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. I feel like um, we've that's how we've been playing the past two weeks. It's like, okay, everything that we do now is a bonus. So it's like, 
we don't need to feel pressure to go win everything because I feel like not everyone expected us to. So it's like, we didn't have that pressure on us going into Mizzou or going into Mississippi state. It was kind of just like, all right, let's just go play two more games. Let's go see if we can go win it. Um, so I think our, our preparation and just the team rallying around the fact that, Hey, we're here. We might as well just go enjoy what we're doing. And I think that's, you can see how loose our team has been. And we've, we've been playing well like that. Yeah, Allie, uh, congratulations again. Uh, I'll just note that between Eric and I, I did pick you all to beat, uh, to beat Mississippi state and get to the college world series. I wish my co-host had a little more fa- last year was the other <laughs> way around. So I'm just throwing them under the bus. Um, yeah. but yeah, congratulations again. So you all been living on the road now for a couple of weeks hopefully we'll be staying on the road for a while longer. What has that done in terms of just bringing the team together even more and bonding and, and finding things to do together? Yeah. Um, well, like we said before, we were not expecting to be together this much. We just like, we also, I don't think any of us planned to be on the road this um, this many weeks in a row, um, but it's it's been great. We we spend so much time together. We're doing team meals where we went to watch um, Doctor Strange before our games against Mississippi State. So we're all like amped about that. So we're doing little things like that. We get to go explore the cities that we're seeing. Um, we get a lot of freedom too, which is super nice. Like we do a lot of team things, but you also get the chance to do things individually, which has been nice as well, just because, I mean, when you're spending so much time together, you can, you can, you can get a little tired of each other. So it's nice to be able to do your own thing. Um, but it, it bonds us and we're doing things that we have so much time. <laughs> so we get to go do different things that are fun that we don't usually get to go do, or that we're like, when we're home in Tucson, we don't do a whole lot of like team bonding, like, Hey, let's go see this or do this because we're at home. So it's like, we don't really need to, but now that we're here and we don't have much else to do, we actually were, we're actively finding things to do as, as a team. So. All right. So two part question, game one against Mississippi state. Number one, uh, Janelle has that monster catch at the wall, um, which was just one of the best catches I've ever seen in softball. And then you hit the home run, I believe to get Arizona on the board and get you guys going. So tell me, run me through both of those plays and what they did for you and for the team. Yeah. So, um, we knew Mia Davidson was legit and she, she's a great hitter. Um, so when she came up and hit that one, we were all like, Oh man, (laughs) here it goes. But then Nellie, I mean, we have so much trust in her. She's a great outfielder. Um, when you see her kind of like waving her arms, like you can tell that she's, she's under it. So we were like, okay, okay, okay. And she just stuck her glove up and caught it and brought it back in. And she, she fired me up. Her reactions always, you can tell she is genuinely, so excited and so competitive and she she wants this team to win so bad so seeing her get fired up for her own play makes me so excited I'm like okay I have to go make every single play for her now like it it just it it gets you going that way then that in turn gets Bowen going like it gets it gets everyone on the fence of hey okay let's go everyone go make a great play um that was it was an incredible start the first inning it was a little bit of made my heart race a little bit but we got we got it done um and then my, my home run, I honestly, like, I just keep going up there. Just, I go up there to hit. And so, um, I never, I don't try to hit them unless there's sometimes if we're in like run rule territory, maybe I'll take some big swings, but, um, honestly, I'm just looking to put together a good at bat. So that at bat, when I tied it up, I just, I was looking earlier, she had struck me out. So I was like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to find something that I can hit this time. Like settle in, you're fine. Um, she left me a pitch up and that's my favorite zone to hit. So, um, hit it. I knew it was gone off the bat and I was screaming like, go ball, go ball. As I was running down to first and it went and that just that point, you can tell everyone's like, all right, let's go win a game. Like 
that's everything flips. It's like, okay, we're good. We're tied. Take the pressure off. Like, let's go win now. So you go into Saturday, you're what you're up one game to zero. You all you got to do is win this one. It's over. And you're going to Oklahoma city again. So just tell us the mindset you start out behind and then for Mississippi state, it just spiral. I mean, you guys just went on a run and that was, it was game over. Just kind of explain your feelings throughout the game. And when did you know it was kind of, we're good here. We're going back to OKC. Yeah. Um, honestly, it started a little quick. Um, I feel like we got down pretty early, but I feel like our team was so confident in our lineup that we were like, one run isn't going to hold us. Like we don't, we we've scored so many runs throughout the year that it's like, okay, we're down by one in the first inning. Like you have, well, cause we were the home team. So I was like, we have seven innings to score. Like it's okay. We're good. Um, once we knew we were going back, it was that, what was it? The fourth or fifth inning when everything just kind of broke open. Um, we started playing some small ball. We started putting bunts down. We started hitting stuff on the ground, making them make plays. Um, and so when, when they were kind of, stressing a little bit on defense we could feel that and so we're like okay literally put anything in play and make them make plays um when Sof hit that ball to the shortstop and the throw went wide and we scored a couple runs there like that it's those moments where you're like okay we're calm we're in control we're the ones who are we're driving this bus right now like we're we're going to go win this game and then once we were up by seven I was like okay we're good Devin Devin's been shut down like she's she's been shutting them down um they haven't been putting together a bunch of like long at bats. So it's, we, we knew at that point we had what I think two innings left to play, three innings left to play. And we were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going back 100%. So, I mean, just so excited. It's just unbelievable. The run that you all have been on. I think it, one thing that is interesting, it's Caitlin's first year, how, you know, you obviously last year made it to Oklahoma city with coach Candrea and now Caitlin is in charge. It's kind of, how would you describe their differences from, with their coaching style as it relates to you and the team in general? Yeah. Um, honestly, like my favorite thing with Kate has been, she's been so it's almost like motherly. Like you, it's so much of like, you look to her and you have the relationship of like almost a friend too. It's like, you can look to her and say whatever you want and like look at her and say, Hey, I, I don't know what I'm doing today. Like my swing feels like crap. Like, can you help me please? I just don't, I don't feel it. You can, it's very like, you can not have a filter. Like you can just say, okay, help me <laughs> mom. Like, please help me out. And, uh, and her and uh, Lauren Lappin, coach T they they've been so good about that. Um, coach, I feel like he was very much, he had that trust in coach Kendrea. He was the one that had like the trust in you that, Hey, you're fine. Like you can look at him and just know that he's like, you'll get through it. Like you're good. Like it's okay. Um, he had a whole lot of trust in all of us. And I felt that with him, like when I looked down, he didn't have to say a whole lot to me. And I knew that he trusted me. Um, but it has been nice with Kate just to like, you laugh a little bit. You can make jokes. Like it's, it's, it's a loose environment. Um, and it's one of like ultimate trust. Like I look at her in the dugout when I'm hitting and she's, I can just tell she's giving me the nod. She's like, all right, I'm with you every single step of the way. Like no matter what you do, like I have so much trust in you and I want you up there. Like that's how it feels for everyone when they're hitting. It's like, I want you, they know, you know, that they are the ones that are pulling for you so hard. Um, and so it just makes me so happy for Kate and so happy for this coaching staff. Like I, it's so exciting just because we've, we've been through a lot as a team and um, to be able to go back and to take Kate back for her first time. Like, I think that's something that like, it warms my heart. Like it, I could cry. Like it, it just makes me so excited. Um, super happy for her. And she's just as happy for all of us. Along those lines, uh, Allie, 
take us back two months ago and the team started 0 and 8 in the Pac 12, run ruled at home by ASU a couple of times, which I'm sure you being from Tucson did not, I can only imagine how yeah. that felt. But how, how did Coach Lowe bring you all through that? Like, did she give any inspirational speeches or how did the team sort of navigate those rough waters? Yeah, honestly, um, there were quite a few speeches just because losing sucks. Like, we, we hated it. All of us did. But we have a very, very competitive lineup and a competitive team. So it's it was more along the lines of, okay, at what point do we want to flip this? Like, it's up to you guys. Kate kind, of, Kate kind of turned that on us and was like, if you guys want to change this season around, it's on you. Like, you guys need to be the ones to, to say something and to get this team going. Um, she said, I'm with you. Like every step, like I, I'm pulling for everything. And I know that sucks. Losing sucks. It pulls people apart, but stay together. Um, we just have to find a way we have to, we still have a lot of season left, like find a way to do this. And so we have a lot of girls who are extremely competitive. We want to win. We hate losing. We hate that feeling of getting grumbled at home. Like it, that we hated it. And so, um, I think at some point you just have enough and you say, okay, if we're, hey, if we're going to go down and lose, we might as well lose competing. So that's what, that's what the team kind of got to. And so now I think, especially in postseason, that's kind of where we've gotten to is like, all right, we might as well just go compete. We're here. We made it. I don't think anyone <laughs> expected us to even make postseason. So it's like, we might as well go down giving everything that we have and all go together, all 18 of us. And um, I think that's been kind of the flipped flip script is that everyone, all 18, we're all like, Hey, we might as well just go do this. Like, let's, let's be loose. Let's, let's just go have a good time. Reminds me the Suns used to have a banner back in the Charles Barkley era on in their locker room. that said, uh, we have a game today. We might as well go win it or something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of the same exactly. philosophy. Uh, let me ask you from a hitter's perspective, your, your pitchers, Hannah and Devin, like you said, have been lights out lately. Uh, what's been the difference for, just from your perspective for them these last couple of weeks? Cause they just turned it on, turned it up another notch, obviously in the, in the postseason. Yeah, they've, they've both always been super competitive. You can, you can see it in their eye. Um, but I think postseason itself just drives it out of people um, just because they know they have to show up and they know how big of a part they are. So um, not that they aren't a big part during the regular season, but it's like you have a little bit more of a chance to, hey, okay, post, like you can still make postseason if you have an okay regular season. So it's like, there, I feel like there's not as much pressure to say, hey, if we lose, we go home. So we need you to be rocking for us. <laughs> and so, um, Bo, Bo has always had it. She's, she's so competitive and she, she brings it for our team every single day. Um, but it's been so nice to just see the look in her eye. Like when she got on the mound against Missouri, I was like, Oh, they're not touching her. And then same thing with Devin the next day when she got out there, I was like, okay, Devin is here to freaking mow them down. Um, and so, they both have it. They they've always had it. And so I'm just, I'm glad to see that they're getting rewarded for sticking it out because I know, like, we know that the whole season was a little rough, but yeah. um, they're sticking it out. They've worked super hard and they want it so, so bad. So it's been like super rewarding. Like I said, to see them earn that and to get those wins. All right. So now it's on to Oklahoma city. Uh, what's the mindset here? Is it like, okay, cool. It's all house money. We'll just see what happens, or is it all right? The pressure's on. We gotta win it now. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like it's the same as it has been the past two weeks, just because it's like we've accomplished so much more than we thought that we were going to. So it's like, hey, we're at the World Series. We might as well just go play like we have been. 
So um, it's kind of like the same. I don't know who expects us to go super far or not far enough. And so we're like, let's just go play. Um, at least that's how I feel. I, I don't, I don't feel pressure personally, just because I think like, there's no point, like there's not a point in feeling a ton of pressure just because we've made it farther than anyone thought. So um, now we just get another weekend of playing games. So um, that's the point that I'm at. I'm sure once I get out there, I'm obviously going to be a little anxious and feeling a little bit of pressure, but it's at the end of the day, it's just softball. It's just more fans and the dimensions are the same. So um, we just still get to go just play softball. And I know when I get out there with Soph, Sophia Carroll, my shortstop, we always calm each other down. I always ask her, Hey, how are you doing? And then we just talk about that non-softball, like nothing to do with softball. Hey, personally, as a human, how are you doing right now? And then we just talk it out and then we're like, all right, cool. Let's go play a game. So uh, Ali, you, on a personal level, you, 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 as a freshman, you got, you saw some playing time uh, that you've, you know, obviously you've, you've been fantastic at a three home run game packed to a player of the week. What's been the difference that for you personally, from your freshman to sophomore year, is it been uh, just getting seen more, more at bats or is it something beyond that? I honestly think it's just like you said, seeing more at bats, seeing more games and getting comfortable. Um, I think last year, you saw it a little bit, like when Reina Caronco went down and I got to play, I think I had right. like a 10, 15 game stretch of playing. Like you see the improvement of just being out there every single game. So was that a big deal um, for you being able, being able to get those at bats last year, even though you oh, didn't want to see Reina go down, obviously just to get that opportunity. Yes, definitely. Just because I feel like not just for like the stats or just for the at bats or anything, but just building that trust with Kate, I think was the biggest thing because I was proving to coach Kendrea and to Kate, like, Hey, I'm ready to go in next year. Like this is, I will be ready to take over for Raina. Like I say, so I think um, getting to play those games while she was down was my tryout in a sense. So um, I, I was super thankful. And then when Raina came back, obviously I was like, okay, yeah, take it right back. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, like, I'm obviously not going to play over you. That's I, I understand. Um, but getting those at bats there. And then that led to me becoming a, a pinch hitter. Like that led to that becoming my role. So I just knew that coach had that trust in me just because, I proved it when Raina went down. So um, he knew that he could count on me whenever he needed it. So, um, but yeah, so can you go back to your question? I kind of went on a ramble. <laughs> oh, just, just a difference between your freshman and sophomore oh, years, yeah. like the leap that you made. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's just more, more playing time. Um, yeah. I knew I always had it in me. Like I've always, anytime that I've played a full season, I know that teams can kind of count on me and I become that type of person that people can look to. Um, so just, just more games and knowing that I was going to be in the lineup, I think it's just my confidence is up every single game. Um, I know that my coaches have me. I know that my teammates have my back. Um, and you become that kind of person that when you're, it becomes like a stable, stable thing. Like I know I'm going in, like I know what to expect and I know that everyone else expects it from me too. So, um, I think just the consistency of playing has, has made this year so much better. Last question for you, Allie. Uh, you all been playing on the road for the last couple of weeks, and now you're staying on the road, but now you, you got Oklahoma State coming up in Oklahoma City. Might play Oklahoma down the road, so you're, you might have some more quote-unquote road games. But has this team gotten comfortable in the last couple of weeks playing on the road, and 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 that's just that adversity of, of the fans cheering, uh, cheering for the other team? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think – we're, we're very blessed to be able to play in front of a ton of fans at Rita every single, pretty much every single weekend that we're at home. Um, so we're used to the 
a lot of fans. Um, it is different when they're not cheering for you. So um, Mississippi State and Mizzou, they both had a lot of fans there. They were super loud. Um, but we're, I mean, two weeks on the road against SEC schools. I think that'll prepare you for pretty much anything that you're going to see. So um, I know that Oklahoma State, like, they're going to have a lot of people just because it's, it's so close. They're going to have a lot of fans. But, I mean, I think as long as we can just stay calm and remember that we're just playing a game, it doesn't really matter who's there. Um, it's going to be loud either way. So we, we know that. But we've played in front of loud fans. So um, I think being on the road, playing in front of big stadiums and a lot of people, um, it's become kind of normal for us. So I think I don't think it'll change too, too much. All right, Allie, you've been awesome. We really appreciate it. But I have one last question for you, and I'm putting you on the spot with this one. When you saw the result of the ASU Northwestern game on Sunday night, this was coming. Uh, just uh, any kind of reaction that you can share with us. Yeah, honestly, um, we're obviously very competitive with them. So, sure. like, I took it as a win, but um, I was honestly more proud of Northwestern for how they played. And for um, Danielle Williams for pitching the way that she did, man, she like, I gained, not that I didn't have respect before, but my respect for her went through the roof. Um, she pitched great. She pitched fantastically. So I was more excited for them than I was excited that ASU lost. So I was and like, that was a very yeah. diplomatic answer. That was a very diplomatic yeah. <laughs> answer. Yes. Allie, you've been great. Uh, we really, Shane and I really appreciate it. Best yes. of luck to you and the team. Kick some butt, but what you've done, you've made us all proud. And uh, best of luck in Oklahoma City. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. Very cool to talk to Allie Skaggs. Great in great info from her and just a really entertaining guest. We're all, we're you had to ask her that ASU question. Didn't I you? did. I couldn't I couldn't help myself, uh, especially, <laughs> you know, considering they, they choke. I mean, I'm say it again. It's, it's great to say ASU and choking in the same sense. Uh, all right, Shane, it's time for us to make some predictions now. As you like to point out, uh, the last couple weekends, uh, you were correct. I was incorrect. I had no faith in the softball team. I mean, can you blame me? I, I they just they hadn't shown anything all Shame year. Shame on you, Eric all, Cohen. All right, Shane, I'm going to say this. Uh, I do not have the utmost confidence that they will win a game in Oklahoma City, like last year's team, which was probably better. And they didn't. They went 0 2. I think this year's team will have a similar fate, but I don't think it matters. I'm good with this year. I'm just mm. Caitlin Lowe, first first year women's coach to ever first first year woman coach. To ever make the College World Series, I believe is that right? Yeah, they're their first in their first year. Yeah, in their yep. first year, incredible. Don't care what happens this weekend. Be great to see them win a game or two at most, but I I don't see it. Oh, I care. I I still. I mean, I I'm enjoying this whole thing. And you know what? If 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 Hannah Bowen and Devin Nets can uh, keep pitching the way they've been pitching, sure. you know, yeah. you never know. Now, I, here's the one caveat I will put on Arizona's uh, postseason run: the best team they played so far is the 15th seed Missouri. Okay, yeah. so yeah, Missouri was it was it Illinois in the first game, uh, and yeah. I mean they they have not and, they have not had a difficult road, and yeah. then Mississippi State, which beat the number two overall seed, yeah, but still uh, true, yeah. So Mississippi State, which finished I think uh, next to last in the SEC or third or something like that. So don't get me wrong, fantastic run. I don't take back anything I said, but Oklahoma State, the number seven overall seed nationally. Uh, will be their the best team they have faced so yes. far in the postseason. So you have to consider that. With that said, there are two other unseated teams uh, in Oklahoma City. 
I bet you they'll win a game, at least okay. a game. Uh, I'll, right. I'll say I'll. Uh, I'm not gonna. You know, we're not gonna put a wager on it, but I will say that they. I I think unlike last year, they won't come away from Oklahoma City empty-handed. They will at least win one game. They could get run ruled both games, and I'd still call it a major incredible success. For Absolutely, if it, it, like it could be one of those things, like where if it was a movie, it would end with their celebration in Starkville. Right. You know, right? And you know, for all the Arizona teams, as you like to talk about, Shane, that choke. Look at the Suns. Um, look at Arizona basketball. Mm-hmm. Look at ASU softball. This is a great story of a team that wasn't nobody expected much, especially you know before the season, during the season. And, and look what happened. They're in the promised land. So you never know what can happen um, in Oklahoma City, but it doesn't really matter as far as I'm concerned. Congratulations it's, 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 to them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, two and a half months ago, Eric, you, you'd think, what if, if I told you with a straight face that Arizona wasn't going to make it past the Sweet 16, the men's basketball team wasn't going to make it past the Sweet 16, and the softball team is going to go to the College World Series, you would, you would have maybe laid, what, a thousand to one odds on that? Well, I'd ask you what you were drinking, um, right. and and could I have some too? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, you, nobody. It would have been more than a thousand one. Are you kidding? Yeah, you just you, the point is you it just was, never know. You, you never know. know. The, the, the two goals in all of, of college sports and you know, in basketball and softball included are number one, get to the postseason. Number two, go undefeated when you get there. Yeah. Or, or in softball and baseball, you can lose a game, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but those are the goals. As long as you get in, you have a chance. So, and, and I think we're, in, we're that's going to segue us to baseball because I have some yep. things to say there. Okay. So uh, I'll let you break down baseball then. Uh, is Arizona going to beat Ole Miss again? Because if you lose the first game, you got to win four in a row to yeah. win the region. Right. So the first game is key. Does Arizona beat Ole Miss to start? Let's start there. Well, the, the key is you win the first two, then all you have to do is win one more. If you Correct. lose one of the first two, you have to then, then uh, win four games total. That's kind of a quirky way that double elimination works. Right. Uh, concern that I have is I saw some experts say that they were surprised Ole Miss was in the field, but now that they're in, they could be very dangerous because they've been yeah. playing well. So I, a lot of times, and I think back to you know the NCAA basketball tournament, a lot of times when teams are thinking they're lucky stars that they're in, they get a second yeah. chance, they come out and they pull off an upset because sure. they have that. So that does concern me about Ole Miss and, and Arizona – you know, they've been playing all right. I think their their pitching it surprises me. I thought they would they would be a more stable pitching staff from top to bottom. Yeah. So uh, I'm not as optimistic. I put it. The, you know, an interesting buy or sell question would have been who, which team is going to win more, a baseball team in in Miami or the the uh, softball team? You think it's going to be zero zero? Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I, you know what yeah. I I think it's more like put it this way. I think it's more likely that the baseball team goes over. I think way. it's more likely the baseball team wins the game. Um, okay. I, I think I would take baseball. You would take softball. I think there's a, a chance. Listen, if Miami were to get knocked off in the first game, Arizona can win this region. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Miami's good. Miami's like what the, what the sixth overall seed in the, in the country, but you never know. I mean, you got the Wildcats probably have one of the best players in the nation, like top five players in the nation in Daniel Susak. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, as far as Wildcat country, best Daniel Susak. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, he raked last weekend at the Pac-12 tournament. The key yep. is, is Chase Davis going to be able to DH? If he is, we know the gargantuan power that Arizona has. I mean, if the bats get rolling, this team can absolutely win this region. I just don't trust the pitching right now. Yeah, that's my I, thing. You, you don't have a Chase Silseth right. who, you know, was the first uh, draft pick from the 2021 draft to make it to the major leagues this year, which is unbelievable yeah. in the whatever round that was. So uh, I – they don't have that ace. That's why I'm gonna I'm gonna fade them this weekend. But of the two teams, I think there's a better chance we're talking about baseball continuing playing next on next week's show than softball. 
Now, with that said, if Arizona gets out of that region and LSU gets out of theirs, oh my God. then we've got the Jay Johnson Bowl. And don't you think for a second that the committee didn't think about that? Obviously, oh, it, would ta- it would take some upsets to get there. But, you know, they do that in men's basketball all the time with Sean Miller and Xavier back in the day, Bobby Hurley in Buffalo and a bunch of other examples. So that would be fun. I'd love to see it. I just don't think they're going to get that. Far. Are, are you rooting for LSU? If Arizona wins? Yes. If, if, okay. if they don't, then no. Well, actually, you know okay. what? No, I'm not rooting for them at all because LSU would probably beat them if they played. And I don't want to see that. This I don't want to see Jay Johnson take post one of his photos on Twitter of his team after, after beating Arizona to get to the college world series. You know, it's not even Jay Johnson. Shane, it's Jacob Berry. It's like, what do you have? What do you have against Jacob Berry? How follow this coach? How good could Arizona have been if Jacob Berry had been in that lineup with Daniel Susak? You're looking at a one seat hosting a regional and a team that's probably going to Omaha. Oh, yeah. But you know what? No offense to Jacob Berry. I'm sure he's a good kid, but hard to root for him. Sorry. I mean, I hope LSU loses. I think they play what Southern Miss is in the Southern Miss regional, something like that. Go Southern Miss or whoever else they're playing. No, I know. I actually, uh, I, I kind of just want ALS to lose. I guess I'm being yeah. spiteful. I don't, and you know what? The Jacob Berry thing doesn't bother me, Eric. You know, the kid came to, went to college to go play for Jay Johnson. He followed him to LSU. I don't have a problem with that. I know a lot of people do, but I don't. With that said, you know, and we had Jay Johnson on the show multiple times. He's a good guy with us. Don't like the way he left. Still don't like the way he left Arizona. And, and no, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be rooting for him in the regionals. You go play for a university, not a coach, my opinion. Hey, by the way, speaking of university, congratulations, Damon Stoudemire, assistant coach for the Celtics, coaching the NBA Finals. How about that? Yeah, there you Former go. Former Wildcat assistant the other year. Now he gets a chance to go win an NBA Finals against Steve Kerr, who is obviously another. So and, and, and Andre Iguodala. Yeah, I mean, this is – I think he's hurt, though. I mean, like, he doesn't play. Well, he anymore. probably still get a ring. But, right. But still, I mean, big Arizona implications in the NBA Finals. Uh Shane, great show. Uh, a lot of good discussion next week. We'll dive more into basketball. Uh, we'll unpack the roster situation with Dale and Terry not coming back, losing their three best players. And hopefully we have a baseball and or softball team to talk about uh, on next week's Wildcat Country. But uh, as always, uh, thanks to Ali Skaggs. Thanks to you, Shane. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, for Shane Dale, I'm Eric Cohen. As always, bear down. Bear down.